what's up? Welcome to another episode of Truth Carpet. Y'all are officially in here for season three, episode two. I am Simone Wild, one half of Love Loud LLC. And I am Unique Love, her best friend, the other half of Love Loud LLC. And y'all see this for the first time ever. <laughs> ever. Why are you getting so close it's to the pod, <laughs> podcast, video podcast, which y'all been asking for. Ba, 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 ba. All right. I hope y'all are ready. I might just like this the whole show. Please don't. You look like, <laughs> like it's supposed to be a picture. Anywho, <laughs> super excited to be doing this today. Even though for me, it's probably going to be a little weird because I'm doing the editing and I'm like, we recorded our we're recording everything out of order <laughs> yeah for real we are officially recording everything out of order but still super excited about what we have in store for this show but before we get into it we have to know how you doing i thank you wendy <laughs> <laughs> i'm doing okay i if i don't sound like normal i'm used to this new voice or whatever it's because like i'm really dealing with I don't know if it's allergies or what it's not COVID I keep getting tested and thank God is negative but like the irritation of my ears and my throat right now so I'm like please throw work during this <laughs> podcast so, sometimes my voice will go in and out like I'm I just can't talk and then one time I was talking on the phone with one of my friends like oh. and she was like yeah and she was like yeah she was like uh is that your voice or are you like faking with me right now I was like that's my morning voice, but just keep talking to me. <laughs> just keep talking to me. It's going to warm up. Don't worry. And it's just like. Oh, grandma, I need you to drink some tea. For real. But I do. I'll be chugging back to you. And it's like when I'm on my the medication, like antibiotics and stuff, it clears up. I feel fine. But then my body's like, oh, antibiotics gone. Let's attack her. Like, you know, the commercials with the big mucus bugs and stuff. Yeah. That's like commercial. Yeah. I just feel like they're just having a party in my body. And it's like, please leave. Like, what the heck? Remember that movie, Osmosis Jones? That sounds familiar. When it had the, um, whoops. Where it had the, um, (laughs) please mute your phones, everybody. Phones on mute and vibrate. Matter of fact, put it on silent. Do not disturb. Do not disturb. Anywho, anywho. Osmosis Jones. It was this movie about this guy that was sick. I can't remember full details, but it showed the the animated part in his body. Yeah. Like the I can't remember exactly what it was. I think Chris Rock played the germ or whatever in antibiotics. I don't remember. But that was the movie. Osmosis Jones. Look it up. It's actually it sounds movie. familiar. I'm sure I watched it in the 90s or something. But it was like what everybody with the antibiotics and germs and stuff was doing inside the body. Working <laughs> and stuff in my body right now. But other than that, I'm doing okay. Um, it's just like a lot of different things going on in my life right now. Um, but just keeping afloat, keeping a positive attitude, keeping my head down and minding my own business and drinking my water. Yes, minding your business and drinking your agua. Water. Yes. How are you? I'm actually really You good fresh off the plane. Fresh off. I had a great past week. I went She went to, to Guatemala. I did not go to Guatemala. <laughs> I actually went to the West Coast to see my family. I haven't been there. So I'm West Coast South today. My boy is up here. Got my ice cubes down here. What up? Um, <laughs> but yes, I felt good to go home because I haven't seen my family since I moved into June, beginning of July. And I couldn't go for Christmas because it was entirely too yeah. expensive. So way expensive. The I finally got to go home to my family. Shout out to my family, my sisters, my nephew, 
my mom both my fathers i'm just it was really nice to just go home and get that battery put back in my back it's just something (laughs) it's just something different when you like been home away from home for a while and you go back to your family you just feel you know rejuvenated yeah it's not something that you get to see every day um you miss those moments when you you know like you sometimes you're like i wish i took more advantage of the moments that i did have together with my you know Mm -hmm. so it was really, really, really nice to go to go home, see my family. Um, so I ended up going to, I was down in Arizona and I was in Oakland. But one thing for sure, I can't say the trip wasn't long enough. And I think I feel like that because I literally had to split my time yeah. between Arizona and <laughs> Oakland. So yeah. it was like, all right, flew into Phoenix overnight from JFK. All right, one day, second day half a day back on another plane in Oakland <laughs> literally 2.5 days it each. was each literally and I did an overnight flight back just so I can get my body acclimated to being three hours ahead again yeah when I was over there my, my body was like it's 4 15 in the morning I could be awake right now but part of me still wants to sleep because it's really dark outside like, yeah. what, if, what am I gonna do at 4 15 in the morning when I'm technically on vacation right right <laughs> so my body was my body was acting real weird so I literally slept all day yesterday since I just got back that's good so just get my body back in order but I'm here I'm live I'm ready excited <laughs> I know we've done question of the month in person mm-hmm. but now I'm like this is the podcast so like am I supposed to look at her like this or like this like it's weird <laughs> but we're here we're doing it we look good, we feel good, and might I add, before this, we did a nice little, little, little body scan, meditation. How are you doing with your fingers? Like this or something? I guess whatever you want. I keep mine in my lap. <laughs> yeah, I did like this. She was like, put your hands on your knees, or in your lap. Because like, I was saying like this originally, she was like, put your hands on your knees, and your lap. I was like, go back to this thing. And I was sitting like this. She was like, sit up straight. <laughs> Not even gonna lie, sometimes when I meditate, I literally be laying in the bed. Me too. Because sometimes the first thing I first do is says, I want to feel comfortable. So I meditate. Yeah. And then I'll rise up. Mine is the opposite. <laughs> Mine is at night. And I um lay down and be like, get in the comfortable position with your hands, uh, with your feet touching the floor. And then I'm like, I'm already laying down. Right. Like, <laughs> then they're like, or if you're laying down, I'm like, yeah, you, yeah, you know, right. girl, I'm already in bed. Because I do the sleepy time one. Oh, meditations for sleep no, i used to do the, the stories before going to sleep, like listening to stories to help me yeah. sleep i yeah. used to do that one. it was like that too good very relieved about well i'm glad that you're rejuvenated with your battery in your back and had a chance to see your family yeah and now you're ready for taking off for next week well this week i guess right technically this week because somebody got a birthday coming up per well shoot by the time y'all see this my birthday, <laughs> but it's okay. <laughs> so before we jump into the show, y'all already know what's going down right now. I'm going to give you the run down, okay? <laughs> All right, so in today's show, Yaya and I, in our icebreaker, will be playing a game of concentration, which before we started recording, we found out that we both play this game differently. In two completely different ways, two different songs. If y'all don't know the game, stay tuned into the icebreaker to find out if you do know the game. Stay tuned in so you can see who's going to win this competition. <laughs> okay. Then coming up in Sweet 223, we have a very special guest poet by the name of Gene. He's going to give us a nice piece called The Wealthiest Place on Earth. 
Can't wait for y'all to hear that. It's a really dope piece. Then yeah. We get a conversation about who he is and the inspiration behind what he wrote. And then we get into a little something else as far as conversation, which transitions us into our hot topic segment with my brother from another mother, Mr. Prince Dominic, where we talk about imposter syndrome. Now, for those of you that are not used to the term of imposter syndrome, I have no idea what it is. This will be a great topic for you to be tuned into. And also, if you do know what it is, I think the conversation will most definitely resonate with you all in regards to what we've been through and stories that we know of in regards to imposter syndrome so be tuned in for that then we're heading over to our dorm story segment where we are going to read into a couple of stories of people that dealt with imposter syndrome and how they got through it and then at the end of the show we are going to give you the announcements where you want to stay tuned in all the way to the end so that you can find out exactly what you need to know whether it's about a giveaway whether it's about the question of the month where it's just stuff, it's just stuff that you need to know and if you miss out you just won't know <laughs> all right all right okay girl now you ready to head over to this icebreaker yes Let's do it. Hey guys, welcome back to our icebreaker, or welcome to, I said back, welcome to our icebreaker segment. Today we are going to be getting loose with a game of concentration, but you know, I'm from the East Coast, Molly's from the West Coast, and a lot of things are not the same, which we didn't find out until, until right before we was about to record this. Right. <laughs> so I know that my, okay, so there's like a little, I want to say jingle or like a song that you sing before with a hand clap that you do for the game of concentration. Um, and I don't know if you guys have the same hand clap or just a different song. So I'll say mine first. And Mona, you can do yours, and then we'll choose which one we'll we're gonna play. We're gonna play. Okay. Right. All right. Mine is you stand. If it's just one person, it's just you and that person, and you a hand clap. If it's a group, like three or more, you stand in a circle and you stand with your hands like touching like a high five kind of around the circle. And it's like hands up, whatever year it is. These 2000 years sound crazy. So I'm gonna say <laughs> hands up 95, gonna get names up and if the topic is boys we'll say boys one piece no repeats no hesitations no demonstrations ready let's go start yes. with yeah yeah in the wit money and then you go this is so long <laughs> and you go you gotta go on beat like on a good that's when you gotta say the the person name you gotta say. It's not like something I need to need to learn. That was, that was a very long. <laughs> but if you know, if you know, you know. If you know, if you, you know. know, you know. I don't. So it's my turn. Yes. To say how your okay, game go in the West day. Coast. Okay. So <laughs> ours is a uh, is a here here. No, it's not <laughs> here, here. I mean, it could be some people do it like this, or some people do a. Boom, boom, tap, tap, boom, boom, tap, tap, boom, boom, tap, tap, boom, tap. Pretty much. And then it goes like this is concentration, concentration is the game, keep the rhythm, or you will be out the game starting with colors, starting with me. 
blue. And then you go like that. Green. Violet. So on the hit on the knee, you say your thing. Boom, that's how you do it. Stay on the beat. Stay on the beat. See, ours has less words. Quick and easy to the point, y'all. 1995. It's not 1995. It's 95. Hands up. 95. 95. This is how we used to ride. No, no. Little kids don't say that. I think it feels like the same amount of time you just less words. Like, the beat and the rhythm of it is the same pace, it seems like. Like, if you put a a top, a stopwatch, but I was his wordy. Because you saying all the words, the rules of the game, basically. Why are you going to remember that? Keep the rhythm or you'll be out the game. That's it. All right. So we're going to. Yeah, say it. And whatever you say, I'll just go. All right. Concentration. Concentration is the game. Keep the rhythm or you will be out the game. Starting with cars. Starting with me. Tesla. Honda. I'm already. Ooh, that's. What's the I'm already? You could have kept going. Well, I, don't I don't think that's know. how you say the name, though. <laughs> it's Maserati. I oh, yeah. Another, I said Armor I would have kept going because I don't know that topic too much. <laughs> want to do another one? one I don't more? know why I came out like that, but yeah, you want to start? I said, I'm already. I'm already. Concentration, concentration is the game. The rhythm. Starting with yeah, yeah. No, you gotta give a topic. Starting with schools. Any school. No, how was school? Colleges. Starting with colleges. Sweet two two three segment of our podcast, Truth Carpet. We are obviously joined with a special guest, as you can see on the screen. This is our friend. His name is Gene. He goes by Mister Changing Lives because he, you know, he does everything. He does poetry, spoken word, engagements, 
talk to the youth, all those great things, guys. Um, so I am honored. I am so excited to have Gene here. He actually, as a recent, was the first person to host an event that kind of got me out of my shell to yes to recite poetry so okay it's a pleasure it's an honor to have <laughs> i remember that. on here with us yes gene how are you doing are you breaking I'm good through, like your hoodie says right I mean, i'm trying i'm trying to break through you understand what i'm saying it's a it's a daily thing but you know uh we are going to break through regardless right i love it don't break down break through words to live by amen, amen. <laughs> i love that hoodie guys for y'all that's watching and y'all that's listening, you can get that hoodie from Gene. That's one of his, you know, creations himself. I can't wait to get the orange one. I told you that, that I wanted the orange one. It's waiting for you. Yes. At MrChangerLives.com. You're scared. I'm going to cop me one too. <laughs> Period. So Gene, tell us about yourself. Did I get it on a nail of what you do, who you are? Yeah, I ain't got nothing to say. Next topic, you done said everything. <laughs> <laughs> You said everything I like, but uh, nah, you got most of it. But uh, yeah, my name is Gene Clareville. I am a poet, uh, entrepreneur, dreamer, storyteller, uh, a lot of things. But I think creative is uh, the one that uh, it all falls under. So I've been writing since like high school ish. I was writing since high school. Didn't take it seriously till like my senior year of a creative writing class. And in high school. I went to all boys school. I went to senior hall prep. So February was a very popular month because just was today the 15th. Yesterday, yeah, February is a very popular month. You know, that the month of the love and that special day, people will come around my locker and be like, yo, Gene, there's this girl, if you could write me something for it, da 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 I ain't no shit back then. I'd have charged them $5 a poem, but I ain't Okay. No I was just doing it. But um, knowing what I know now, I, I would have did that. But, um, and I would just like write for people. That's how poetry um, started. And I wrote, uh, my senior year was around the time the Virginia Tech shooting happened. So I knew people that committed to Virginia Tech and people that uh, were there when the shooting happened. So I just wrote a piece about that, trying to inspire the people. And then my school like ran with it. Like sent it to the news, sent it to the, uh, uh, the, the university, the president, this, that, and the third. I'm like, bro, I just shared this with my first thing. Y'all sitting here running with it. But um, that showed me that, yo, maybe I... Uh, I have something special a little bit and then I've just been writing ever since. Wow, beautiful. You 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 never know until somebody pushed you in a direction you didn't know you was headed into. You're like, mm -hmm. I guess, I guess this is something that I'm supposed to be doing. That's that's really so dope. just stumbled into this blessing. Here. Right. right. <laughs> stumbled into the blessing. Come on, somebody. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy you don't think or know how talented you are until somebody else highlights it. Like, oh, this is just something that I do on a regular, but somebody else to come in and say, Yo, that's dope, and to pass it along for other people to witness and ask you to help them get their boo with that's really Sorry. Dope. for real. <laughs> I never thought. <laughs> I, I, don't, don't, I know this is being recorded, but don't tell nobody. I've helped with a few vows too. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that is nice. And they still together. Okay. Wow. I was just about to say, you know, some people probably owe you for their relationships and marriages. Listen, listen I'm not one to take credit for nothing. You know, I'm just a humble servant. <laughs> I love it. Doing, doing what he came to do, okay? Listen, yes. I try. Well, you're doing it. You're doing it. So we are excited because this is our first time 
having someone special for our Sweet 223 segment. We wanted to do something different this um I wanted to say trimester so badly because we were just talking about <laughs> something different this season and have a special guest for our Sweet 223 segment. So we want to open the floor, open the mic, open the room to have Gene on here to share. Yes, to share one of his pieces. Um, go ahead, Gene, take the floor. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, I'll share this piece called The uh, Wealthiest Place on Earth. Um, this one is, uh, I would say, responsible for uh, my success. Uh, I was just in a place of, I'm literally, I think I was on a bus. I'm not sure. I don't know. Shit was dark at the time, but I think I was on a bus. But yeah, I was just going through mad shit, and uh, I was on the way to school or coming back from school. Uh, and I remember writing this piece, and when I finished writing it, I was like, oh, these words came from me. And then I just shared it with people and it took a life of its own. But I'll share it now. Uh, it's called The Wealthiest Place on Earth. Uh, I dedicate it to anybody that has a dream, a goal, an aspiration. I'm drinking water out of a wine glass. I love thing. the glass. <laughs> <laughs> right. I got plastic bottles. <laughs> fancy at all times, but I'm drinking water out of a can. A plastic bottle, but then I had this in front of me. I'm like, I'm going to pour it on there. Uh-oh. That's cute. Y'all ready for the poll? Yes. Yes, we are. Yes, when you uh, are listening. I, I got to put my game face on. Is wide. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you of a place where abundance occupies the space. Not Africa where you can find diamonds. It's not in the Middle East where there is oil. Yet it is placed deep within nature's soil. A place where there are enough resources to leave legacies. But since none of them were acted upon, they are now history. The wealthiest place on earth is the cemetery, where the world's greatest talents, ideas, and abilities lay buried. See, potential is only energy standing still. And for those who let fear overcome their will, like their bodies, their dreams remain still. Many believe that they can tiptoe through life to gain a sense of security, but in fact, they risk nothing, and that's the greatest jeopardy. Do not let your impulse to dream die. Do not let your right to wealth be denied. Do not let your impulse to dream die. Do not let your right to wealth be denied. A person doesn't die when he or she reaches the grave. They die when their dreams do. Mm. A person doesn't die when he or she reaches the grave. They die when their dreams do. So let your dreams live and your fears die and continue on your pursuit. Period. Yes. Yes. I love it. I love it too. Oh my god. See, straight from the title, straight from the title, I wouldn't automatically think like the wealthiest place on earth would have been in this context, Mm -hmm. being the Mm -hmm. cemetery. It's like, what is the wealthiest place on earth and what does that actually mean? Mm -hmm. And I must say, like my favorite line from the piece is to not let your impulse to dream die. Mm Don't let your your right to wealth be denied. Don't <laughs> you this this yours. You you have you have a right to it. Like why allow yourself to not not revel in in your greatness, you know, or be, be scared. Exactly. Yeah. Be to live out your your greatest potential. Everything you want is already out there. It's only you keeping you from getting to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. <laughs> you keeping it from yourself. Say it again. Okay. You keeping it from yourself. Mm-hmm. You keeping it from wow. yourself, and it's it's gonna die with you if you don't do nothing with it. Bye. 
my the thing that stood out for me was we're on this journey with Gene, right? Like, okay, we listening, we listening. Where is this wealthiest place? Like, okay, all the adjectives, all the descriptions or whatever. The cemetery. Wait, hold up. Let me listen a little bit more. And it's true. It's crazy. Like when we die, whether it's figura- figuratively or, you know, we go into the, a burial site. So do the dreams, so do our creativity, so do like everything that we have to offer the world. And we're the only ones who get to decide if these things are going to come from our brain or come from our heart and be actually something that lives to go on, like a living legacy or anything. Like Simone said, we all have these ideas of doing things in the world, but who actually puts it into action? Who actually takes that idea and make it happen? And it's it's a beautiful piece, but it's also like a, a wake up call too of, oh, I need to get myself yes I need to get myself together I have these great ideas but they're doing nothing sitting in my head you know what's crazy about that too how you said it wake up by the time you make it to the cemetery there is no waking up Mm, that's it it's almost as if you've reached the end of the line and if you haven't done what you needed to do while you were here to do it it's it's all the laws. No one knows. Lights out. It's lights, lights out. out. <laughs> it's lights out. Lights off. That's it. It's over. It's done. It's the buried. timer has ticked. Is is done, right? And also, Rough. like even if you're not dead, dead. If you're like dead with that dream, the lights are off too, right? Or you know, God gives us ideas, but He doesn't just give me an idea. He gives other people an idea. What are you going to do with that idea? So before, like I had a chance, like yeah, you don't wasted five. Uh, five years of this i'm gonna give that dream or that idea to somebody else it's somewhere um in the in the good book that says um god basically is going to take your talents and the gifts that he gave you or she gave you if you don't use them and that's what this puts me in the mind of too dang we doing all the talking money we didn't even <laughs> let the artist tell us right, we were so into it we just felt <laughs> into i'm it. just i'm just a little i'm just a fly on the wall yourself yeah, I'm, just, I'm just a fly on the wall i mean you know, but yeah, it came from a, a, a dark space. Well, I was in a dark space. And I didn't know what the fuck I wanted to do. I ain't listening. I was just gotten a, a school I didn't even want to be in. I don't know what the hell I want to do, but writing was the only thing that made sense. And that's what mm. came out. And I had no idea. I had no intentions on on sharing it. It was for self. Um, and then I think I put that shit on like a Facebook. Like Facebook got a thing called notes. You got to like really right like, back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> it's still there, but you got to like find shit. Right. Like, yeah, but notes used to be a thing. It used to be like MySpace's little bulletin board. So you yeah. just write notes and I tag everybody and their mama. So that's how I started sharing poetry. People kept like commenting and saying, yeah, share, share, share. Write a book, write a book. I'm like, shit, I haven't even bought a book for class. What makes you think I'm going to sit down and write a book? <laughs> write like, my own book. <laughs> Y'all got me fucked up. I ain't about to write nothing. But there's only so many signs you're gonna be given until you're like, you know what? Maybe I'm uh, I'm gonna do it. So it only took me two and a half years after all of that for me to be like, you know what? Let me let me write a book. So my junior year, I decided why not let me uh write a book while I was in school, not knowing what the hell I was doing. Hmm. Hey, sometimes that's just the way you start. You start not knowing how to do nothing at all. Because, hey, like it says in the piece, but for those who let fear overcome their will, like their bodies, their dreams remain still. Okay? If you don't do nothing with it, it ain't going nowhere. Like you ain't going nowhere. Nowhere. If you don't take the risk, if you don't take the jump, if you don't take the leap, you got to do it with fear. You got to do it with fear. Or, 
you know you can't do it scared that's what the quote is right do it scared mm-hmm. let's do it nike everything right. i started i had no idea what i was doing but i just mm-hmm. even speak at all, all the things she edified me with i had no idea what i was doing when i started <laughs> don't ask i'm right i just wrote i'd speak i don't know how to do that traveling all that other engagements i have no idea publishing marketing but i'm gonna just put one foot in front of the other and see what happens and that's literally what i've been doing like till now so yeah and and look where look where you are you you still here you made it all right (laughs) you're not breaking down you're breaking through i'm breaking breaking through i had a few breakdowns but we broke we 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 breaking through yeah we are breaking through. We are breaking through. But yeah, but I think you, writing is a good thing. Once like. you break through, it's like nice to look back and see all the bricks that was once a wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, dang, I made it through. It does. But sometimes that, that takes a while because that shit is painful. Yeah. Back and be like, ooh, ooh, ooh. But we all got to remember, uh, you know, where we are, uh, uh, how far we've come. I want to mm-hmm. what we've been through because that's too cliche for me. But like, to, if you really audit like the shit you've been through and like what you've like overcome then you'd be like it gives you some sort of relief with the shit you're going through like now because you got to remind yourself you was going through some shit last week and you're not even thinking about that because you know a solution you came up with a solution a solution presented itself whatever the case may be but you you were in one pickle and you got out of it so once you remind yourself well you got out of them other pickles you're going to find a way to get out of this one so uh that's what helps me when I feel like, you know, breaking down and like going through something. Initially, I'd be like, yo, I just write about it, but I ain't going to sit here and be like, yeah, I feel like writing all the time. I don't. Writing has to come to me. I can't force it. If I try to force it, ain't shit. Yes. Relatable. We talk about this all the time. (laughs) Yeah, I got to let it go. I can be intent. The most I can do is like subconsciously, subconsciously, consciously, like make an intention like, oh, I want to write about such and such and then let it come to me. But if I sit here and like, uh, ain't shit coming out, and if yeah. something does come out, it, it, it ain't what we're looking for. Right, and that can work in so many different situations. Something you just can't force it; you just have to let it be what it is and let it transform on its own to what it's what it's meant to be. You know, we can't we can't mm. force nothing. If the piece don't fit, don't shove it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what she said. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I uh, yeah I I like that I love that piece um and I also like how you said you know none of these things were planned that you're doing you did it scared you just put one foot in front of the other mm-hmm. and I just want people to get that message from you because um just following you on social media and seeing the lives that you touch the responses from the people that's in the audience um it's amazing even like at your um the spoke open mic events. I know that you were nervous. I know that some of the poets literally go on the mic and say, I'm nervous, but I'm, and I love that people say that they're doing it, doing it afraid because prior to, I'm just like, oh my God, this person has so much confidence. They're, this is their thing. And I will just feel shunned out because of my own fears and my own judgment of myself. Like we close ourselves um, up to things. We stay behind closed doors without just like you could just tap with your finger and it'll open if it's if it's for, if it's for you. Um, so just continue to tell yourself I got this or just go for it because you're not gonna go anywhere if you're just gonna stand there. But, yeah, my heart be beating too when I be in that mic. My shit be. <laughs> 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 yeah, oh, y'all 
make this shit look easy. I'm like, oh, uh, hello. Because um, when I get nervous, I got peace. So show me where the bathroom is. So before speeches, whatever. If I, listen, when I get nervous, I got to urinate. So show me where the bathroom is. You <laughs> they pick me up from the airport. I go to these campuses. First thing I need to know is where the bathroom is. I need to get to, I need to get this out of my system. And after that, I'm like, fine. Uh, but as I've, uh, the more I've done it, um, now I don't get as nervous as often but it does it does tend to appear when it feels like it but when it does i might wear the bathroom but i, I be trying to tell people like i'm no different than uh than you i don't listen i, I don't bleed different i don't read different i ain't, listen i just had an idea and i acted on it uh and if you feel the way i feel with these emotions that i'm sharing then uh, it might be a sign for you to do the same thing Mm. Well, and people don't give a fuck about nothing you saying until they realize you care about them. So uh, once you genuinely show people that you care about, like, you know, what they doing, what's going on with them, uh, and then you, like, sincerely want to see, like, some type of change or progress, then they'll be like, ah, it makes sense. But with, like, open mics, people are just, the, re the reason I like open mics is because it's just an area, it's a safe space. Yeah. Um, and as an uh, artist myself, uh, that's what I'm gonna call myself. Yeah, I. It's not only for not all the times I go there to perform, like just to be in the audience, just to see people. Because somebody may say a piece a certain way, like, damn, maybe I could, maybe I could get inspired not only by the piece, but how they shared the piece or how yeah. they did a certain phrase or how they do this and that. So I'm more so like, yeah, some I need some I need some inspiration uh, from people. Yeah, I I done said this piece like two million times over, and I hope I pray. That it touches somebody. Sometimes I should. I'm the one that needs to get touched. So that sounds weird, but you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> we know what you definitely mean. can relate. Yes. Fresh mm -hmm. out of the water. What I tried to see, like, yeah, I ain't know what. Ain't no Yes, I love this. This is a great segue. I think into our next topic in regards to truly embracing and being who we are all encompassed and not allowing nobody to tell us who we can or can't be because at the end of the day we tell ourselves who we can and can't be right yes <laughs> Period. either way either way you're right either way yeah oh yes and before we end this can you please let everybody know where they can find you social media website i don't know phone uh, number you want to get that out <laughs> i gotta see the uh avatars first <laughs> before i get that out but uh yeah my uh website is mrchanginglives.com that is mrchanginglives.com instagram is at Mr. Changing Lives, spelled the same way, MR Changing Lives, which is plural. Uh, you can find all my stuff there. Uh, website, you can find all the merch, shirts, canvases. We got it all, whatever type of inspiration you need. If you need a speaker for your business, your school, <laughs> yourself, <laughs> and, you got a, <laughs> and you got a budget, you can uh, do that right on the site. And, um, yeah, so, you know, if you were inspired by anything you heard, how at me. Period. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for Thank being you. here. In our sweet two, two, three. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Thank you, Jean, so much. Stop. Y'all gonna make me blush. Cut it out. <laughs> <laughs>
everybody? Welcome to the CAF, our hot topic segment. Super excited because we have another special guest on the show. And I have the honor of introducing my brother from another mother, okay? Film director, writer, okay? Getting his swole on in the gym nowadays, okay? <laughs> uh, weight, weight loss journey, okay? Okay. <laughs> Somebody I am uh, very proud to call my friend. Welcome to the Hot Topic segment, Mr. Prince Dominic. How are you doing? What up? What up? <laughs> I'm doing great. I'm doing great here in sunny California. I'm glad to be here. I'm excited about uh, this podcast. Yeah. Oh, yes. I'm. Y'all don't understand. Like, <laughs> when I say I'm you excited to have my brother, right? We go back, full flats of Cadillac, like back, back. Okay, okay. <laughs> that's that Cali oh, love, right. right? Like we say, blood can't make you no closer. This is my brother, y'all. This is my brother. That's right. It's my brother. So you gotta let the people know before we even jump into our hot topic of imposter syndrome which I can't wait to talk about. Let the people know who you are. Who is Prince Dominic? Uh, yeah, so you did a very lovely job of introducing <laughs> me. Uh, I, just to piggyback off of that, I guess, I'm, you know, I'm a film director, producer, writer. Um, I live out here in Los Angeles, California. I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, I went to Oakwood University for undergrad, which is an HBCU in Alabama. And then I went to grad school at the New York Film Academy is where I met you, Simone, uh, where we got our master's in uh, Master of Fine Arts in film. Um, ever since we graduated back in 2015, I've been working out here, did some freelance stuff, worked on a few features, uh, worked at a few production companies with you. Uh, and, um, uh, last year, actually last February, I left the last production company I was and I decided that I'm going to really focus on uh myself and um bring, um working on my own production something outside of working for working for the man and, okay um, and <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll get we'll get to, we'll get to that a little later but yeah um i i wanted to really start really focusing on on myself and i realized that you know if these white folks can do it i can do it myself too and I was, you know, I'm tired of, you know, making other people richer while I would just stay stag stagnant. Right. So, Come on. Yeah. Come through with the message. Already. Yeah. <laughs> already. Already bringing gems. Okay. Yes. I'm like, I'm loving what I'm hearing. I'm, I am impressed. And it's crazy because what I'm thinking in my head goes right along with the topic. It's a lot of times that we don't give ourselves credit for the accolades that we have. And just hearing you run down this list, I'm wondering if you are as impressed with yourself like dang like sometimes I find myself doing that like dang I did all that so I'm just sitting here like okay, okay. I'm trying to be good I'm trying to not say I have, and to, all that stuff I have to remind myself sometimes because some, you know some days you know I have to I, I literally have to go on my own website or I have to I have to yeah. I have to watch some of my old stuff and re realize oh wait a minute I got some really dope stuff like I, I for, for someone my age I've accomplished a lot. Yeah, I'm not where I want to be yet. I will get there, but I sometimes have to remind myself that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty talented person, and 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 um, I got vision, I got goals, and 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 I can only count on myself to get there because right. if I'm going to wait on 
white Hollywood to get me there. I might be waiting for another very, 40 years. very long time. <laughs> <laughs> Wait for somebody to try to give you the key or the access where you can just go ahead and create your own. Right, yeah. right, right. Yes. Yes. So thank you for being here. We're excited to have you. Obviously, Simone can't stop smiling over there. Um, <laughs> so we're excited to have you as our special guest for our CAF segment of our podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about imposter syndrome. Um, and the first question, of course, is to just jump right into it with what that means. What does imposter syndrome mean? So do you want me to read off the definition or we want to yeah, go like, for freestyle? Okay. okay. So imposter syndrome refers to an internal experience of believing that you are not as competent as others perceive you to be. While this definition is usually narrowly applied to intelligence and achievement, it has links to perfectionism and the social context. Right. I definitely, uh, definitely suffered from imposter syndrome, and, and it's it's a it's a daily it's a daily uh, struggle. Sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that I I I overcome and I am overcoming. Um, but I would say in my career, um, it wasn't until after grad school and really going into the heart of Hollywood, going into, uh, I guess I would call white spaces or primarily white spaces where I felt um, for the first time in my life that maybe I didn't belong or I started doubting myself. It was crazy when I was at Oakwood University um, and I was, I, I started a production company when I was in college undergrad, which they, they, that was over 15, 15 years ago, which that production that company back. is, yeah, they, they, that product, I went there last year then to see what something that I planted, a seed that I planted over 15 years ago, when these kids were probably in kindergarten, <laughs> <laughs> that, that, though, that production company is thriving still. They have wow. a multi-million dollar studio though that, that they built. And this is all stuff that I, I started. I had a vision when I was a student in school. And I wanted to go after it. And being that I was at an HBCU, we didn't have much, but we we had we had we had passion and we had each other. And I had a sense of confidence being around our people um, that that really helped me, you know, do things, do things that I probably wasn't even ready to do. I wasn't ready to run a production company when I was, you know, 21 years old or 20 years old. Yeah. But I but they encouraged it. And so that level of encouragement, that level of confidence kind of helped get me through when I left um, these, my, you know, I guess my black spaces and went into Hollywood and felt for the first time, oh, wait a minute, I'm not as good as I thought. Because in college, I thought I was, you know, I thought I was, you know, I thought it was a damn thing. And, 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 and by, by, for, for that, during that time and, what for what we had, you know, the you know the very limited resources we had. I was probably, you know, I was that guy. You know, a lot of people I, they came to me for everything. However, being I was a I was a big fish in a small pond, and then coming in Hollywood, you realize that you're a tiny, 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 tiny embryo in a huge ocean. And so, um, it it, it took some learning experiences, took some humbling experience, some very humbling experiences. Um, going into these spaces um, where you, where I know that I am qualified, know that I am, I uh, I am good enough, but sometimes I don't feel it because yeah. you know the way I'm talked down to, 
to or because I don't, I'm having to now, before I was able to, oh, I have an idea, let's just do it. Now I'm having to ask permission. And I'm having to not just ask permission, I'm having to convince to sell it to somebody why, else. Right? right, why I'm worthy, why they need to buy into my idea, why they need to, why I deserve to be at this table. Uh, uh, and, and, and it got discouraging many times. It got very discouraging many times. Um, I remember, I guess that was when I really started hitting was when I worked at Anonymous Content. Well, me and Simone both worked at Anonymous Content. And there would be many days um, where, you know, either I would be on a desk working for a producer or a manager or something like that, and I'd get talked down to, and then we had to bite our tongues. Because it's just like, I'm not used to being talked down to this like this. Like, I'm a grown man. Like, yeah. you're not about to, you know, but you got you to gotta bite your tongue, which is cool. Because sometimes sometimes you do have to be put in check, whatever. And it, 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 but then sometimes it's just like, man, that was, that was high key disrespectful, you know. But you got to bite your tongue, you know. Um, and, and then uh, that's, that's from your superiors. But then you also have your peers, people who are equal to you. And we would often see some of the lighter skinned people who were probably younger and uh, less qualified quickly advance past us, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that also gets discouraging too, because it's like, wait a minute, I've been here for X, Y, and Z. I've been here for, for this long time and this person just came in two weeks ago and now they like, and then you, you, know, you start wondering, is there something wrong with you? Is there something wrong? You know, is there something wrong with me? Like, and I, and and that was that played a big, big role into a lot of my mental health issues that happened. Um, uh, that I would have while I was anonymous, after leaving anonymous, into my next job, um, and even uh, after I left my my next job, um, and and um, it wasn't until. Uh, I, I kind of, I'll, I'll get into, I don't want to jump, jump the gun. I don't know what questions you're asking next, but, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I would say that's where my imposter syndrome really, really, really started. I can get go into detail. I got some stories. Yeah. Yeah. Just listening to you speak, it makes me think about how when you are young and you set this plan for yourself, like when you first go to undergrad, you go to college, I'm done with high school. Like, this is what I want to do with my life. I want to do this. But then as you continue to grow and mature, as you go through your adult life, you kind of figure out like, okay, well, maybe that's not the route I'm supposed to be taking. And then you get knocked down. You got to get back up again. It makes you think like, okay, am I headed in the right direction? Is this really what I'm supposed to be doing? Should I still continue pursuing this, this path that I set for myself? Why does it seem like it's so hard or so difficult for me to maintain what I can mm -hmm. see is for me, but it seems like it's just so hard for me to get there. Am, am I right. choosing the wrong thing? Like, right. are are my are my dreams inadequate? Am I am I aiming too high? And I think in situations like that, for for myself, I know. I felt like an imposter in many rooms, just being mm -hmm. there and being of the minority and sitting there trying to figure out if, you know, are they looking at me because I am the only black woman in the room? Or are they looking at me because they feel as if what I have to say is of substance? Or, 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 or yeah, or if, they, or if they're looking at you at, in a way where it's almost like you are here because of like affirmative action. Like you're, you're yeah. we, we're just trying to fulfill it's a okay. quota. Right, we're trying to fulfill a you know a, a, our our quota to make us look diverse, you know. Yeah. 
trying to make me feel <laughs> as if I am important, but you really don't want me here at all. Right. You want you want you want you want the, the company to look look diverse and you want us to seem diverse, but the voices, but you don't want our voice. All right. You want to use you our want, stories, but you don't want to use our voices. Exactly. Excuse me. Exactly. How does that work? Mm -hmm. So yeah, just continuing to like play like my own life story in my head as you were you speaking and just thinking about how I got to where I am now and how my whole mindset has completely changed in regards to who I am and where I want to go and who I want to be is nowhere near <laughs> where I was a year ago, three years mm -hmm. ago, five yeah. years ago, just being able to grow and change and understand that we have to realize that what we want to pursue and what we want to go for there there's technically there's no wrong in that and we have to believe that we are worthy of the things that we want right 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 and i would say also putting like i'm i am now putting more value into people and 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 spaces that value me more you know, before I was like, oh, I want an Oscar. I want, I, I want, I want a Grammy. I want, but you know, now I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start putting more value into an image award. I, I kind of want, I, I want an image award. I want a BET award, you know? Let's start putting more value into the spaces and the people that value us yeah. more rather than value value into these places that for people that don't really, really care. Like, I, of course, I would want an Oscar. I'm not going to complain if that comes, but you know, instead of me putting more value into trying to chase them, maybe I should be looking more into the places where there people want to hear my voice, you know, people right. want to see what I have to offer. Right. Yeah. While listening to you guys, um, I'm hearing the imposter syndrome coming from the um, external, but for me, it's more internal. Um, mm. Just thinking about like my, my journey in life, just like, a kid who knew, okay, my long-term goal, I want to be somebody's therapist. I want to, I just know I have to study psychology. I know I want to, after I get my BA, I'm going to be sitting on the couch and having my legal pad and not like having a step-by-step, -step, you know, like what's supposed to happen in life. Um, and then when I was ready to graduate or trying to get a job after graduating, that's when I learned, oh, girl, baby girl, that ain't it. You could be an intern, but you got to go to grad school. And then you got to get this license. And then you got this mm -hmm. certification. And, then, and like, whoa, buddy, like, I just thought I had to do this one thing to get there. So um, with learning that, that's, I think, when the imposter syndrome hit me as far as not believing in myself or not, you know, thinking, like, wondering sometimes, yo, like, was I supposed to be in special education and they just, like, being nice to me? Or did I wow. skate through... Did I skate through college? Like, did I really earn the grades that I was supposed to get? How did I make it? Like, am I, are my answers really right? And the teachers are just saying like certain things to me um, just to make me feel good, but maybe they're cackling behind my back. And the problem is that I worry so much about what other people had to say. I worry so much about the criticism of what people might think of my journey opposed to just being okay with not knowing things mm -hmm. or having the confidence in myself to speak up about what my answer is and be okay with possibly being wrong just wanting to mm. be right all the time um and one other thing that i noticed you guys saying is uh, basically being that token inside of a room i've always been in spaces where um 
either the blacks and whites were equal, like uh, approximately, at least we had like the sprinkle of people of color, but you know, they right. helped us balance out. Um, so I never really felt like the odd person in the room, but I always felt like in my head, just like the least competent person, like, mm. am I really deserving to be here because of like my education and things like that? Um, and I think like a lot of times, like I said, I felt like I was skating through things and wondering if I really earned these things when it comes to mm. my job, like being a therapist, when it comes to my artwork, when it comes to like different things that I create and I'll have my friends like boosting me up like, oh girl, that's dope. You should sell it, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, she's just saying that because she's my friend. And then people that work with me, they're just saying that because they work with me. Like I would just tell myself these things and now the funny part of the person who's the opposite, which is a white person, it took a white person for me to realize, oh, wow, everything that my friends were saying, everything that the, my coworkers were saying was true. Because like I said, I felt like my mom, of course, my best friend, of course, my friends, you know, my coworkers, they're going to be nice to me because they want me to feel confident about myself. But it finally took for somebody who was a, basically a stranger to me, um, to say, yo, like you, you're mad dope. You're like top 10, top three, if I can say, of all of the people that I've consulted with and worked with as therapy, um, with therapy, but I just need you to be more confident. Do you ever notice that every time it's time for you to give an answer or response, you always say, I'm not sure, but I was thinking this, mm. but, or you wait when the room is silent for everybody else to speak up and then you'll say something and it's the right answer. Why don't you mm -hmm. believe in yourself? Why don't you just speak up? And I had to like literally sit back and sit with that and work it out with my therapist of like, yo, like I am dope. I am confident. I mean, I am no like knowledgeable. I'm just not confident. I'm, and that's my imposter syndrome mm -hmm. where I don't feel like I equate to the greats or the people that's good enough. Like I'm just silencing my own talents and silencing my own competence where I'm just wow. like shutting myself out like I can never be able to get any type of award for what I do because I'm closing myself off I could mm -hmm. I could be making so much money selling the art that's in the storage because I'm too shy to sell it you know like it's mm -hmm. so many things right. that I can be doing but I'm closing myself off so that's my imposter syndrome wow. I, I believe that well let me roll it back a little bit because I want to say something else first <laughs> I think in regards to like some of my experiences in regards to imposter syndrome, sometimes reels from like how I was as a child, like me being the oldest child and always yeah. making it seem as if I have, I'm the example. I have to get straight A's. Mm. I, had, I had to go to college. I had to make sure that, you know, xyz was done and like i was i was the firstborn and i i was almost like the i was being molded into like the ideal of, child. right <laughs> like she's gonna go to college she's gonna make it whatever it is she's gonna do she's gonna do it so all every through school i'm striving to get a's and b's and i feel like i took that over into me like into my the workspaces once i started actually working i feel like i tried to overcompensate for things when i felt like I, I just really really wanted to do a good job and saying yes to things that i probably should have been saying no to or 
um, not speaking up for myself because I don't want to come off as um, like riling up the workplace or making it seem as if um, I don't really want to be in this space. I had to learn how to speak up for myself because there's been many situations where I was like, no, I just don't want to deal with the conflict. But now looking back at it now, I'm like, you most definitely should have said something. Why wouldn't you have yes. opened it? Because I didn't mm. want to, because I didn't want to stir the pot. I didn't want yeah. to uh, the black, the black, the the black woman in the office that's making a big fuss out of something, but in actuality, I should have actually opened my mouth, stood up for myself, and flipped that whole office around and had them look at the situation from a different light because they were absolutely wrong for what they did to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I already know. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why we feel like we have to bite our tongues in those spaces. Like, yeah, I get it. We have to respect the person who is like in a higher position than us and everything, but what's right is right. And what's wrong is wrong. Um, Mm -hmm. And there's a, there's a clean way to say what's right, but it just sucks that I feel like it's us, like the different shades that's on this screen right now that feels that way. Um, cause I don't think the, the white people hold their tongues as much as we do. And like, I used to always say I'm biting my tongue so much that it hurts, like that it's bleeding and it's, it's killing me to do that. But I wonder why we feel like we have to do that in these systems, quote unquote, that's set up to support us like HR, um, the mm-hmm. union, all these things that's supposed to be helping us. We're still like, as black people afraid to reach out to them for our support for support. That's what they're supposed to be there for. I know for me, I, 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 I've been guilted into silence sometimes of, of being able, of being told that, oh, you talk about race too much, or you talk about, uh, like, 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 stuff, like, I talk about race too much. And I'm like, well, if it's still a problem, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about it. But then sometimes I'll be like, well, am I talking about it too much? So maybe I should, should keep silent. Maybe I should, maybe I don't want to bring up this issue right now because I don't want to seem like I'm, you know, trying to purposely cause confrontation or call or make people feel, makes people feel that they're prejudiced, uh, make them feel, feel like they're racist because of their, uh, because of their prejudice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, 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 and I regret that too. Like, like Simone, so sometimes I, I look back now, and I wish I would have, I would have, I would have brought that up right then and there at that time or I would have brought this to HR or I would have I would have checked that person because you know in hindsight it's just like you know shoulda coulda woulda but yeah. I did you know wow this is some good information but before we move on to the next question is there anything anyone wants to add it is actually because I want to say in regard to the spaces where I did feel as if I was suffering from imposter syndrome and feeling as if I didn't deserve to be in those spaces when Mm -hmm. I think about my journey there are small pieces within my journey in those spaces that reminded me no you are meant to be here like it's kind of kind of like weighing like the pros and the cons even though it seemed like my imposter syndrome heightened me feeling like I wasn't meant to be there but there are moments where I had people that were willing to help me out and give me the information I needed to help me get to the next step asking me what is it that I needed in order for me to truly embrace the talent that I did have trying to set me up with different people and putting me in other spaces and other rooms that these that they know would care about me and care about my story and the things that I wanted to do 
or letting me know that they did appreciate the work that I did do or letting me know that, you know, I do have a talent that the world needs to see and I need to embrace that and allow other people to see it, don't hold on to it. So I think even though in those spaces, we have to be able to pull out you know, still hold on to those moments where it was a bit of light, because sometimes the darkness can try to overpower, you know, those, what we're going through. And we, and it's so hard to really see like the good that's still happening within that, because everything happens for a reason. Some people yeah. hate that saying, but I really do feel like we are put in certain situations just to help us grow and transform into the people that mm -hmm. we are meant to be. These things have to happen to us in order for us to become who we're meant to be ultimately. Right. Yeah, right. I agree. And, and for me, for me, I I, I agree with you because I uh, I I often, especially with my the last job that um um that I uh, was at uh, mainstay, um I when they let me go, I was let go basically last February, um and I always knew that this is not going to be. You know, this is not my final resting place. Like, this is not this is not the end all be all right here. Um, and and when I they they let me go, you know, I gave myself literally twenty four hours to, to to grieve, and then I I literally jumped right into them. Like, all right, what's next? What, what am I going to do? Because this is actually going to be a blessing for me um, to really finally be able to go after what I need to go after, what I really want to do. Um, I I though I. I was supposed to be there, but I was supposed to be there for a time, for a yes. specific time, mm -hmm. for a specific time and for specific lessons to be learned. And, and I got what I needed to get out of that. And now it's time for me to be, move on. It's almost like a, a mother pushing the bird out the nest so they can, they can finally fly. And yeah. that was my, that's the way I looked at my experience last year when I, when I left the last job that I worked at, I was like, no, 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 this is not a bad thing. This is actually a blessing which is a, a year later, I could say that was the, one of the biggest blessings of my career so far is, was being let go um, at my last, for my last job so I could finally be my own boss and, and, and do what boss. I, 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 I want to do. Because the, the lessons that I learned at Mainstay, the lessons that I learned at Anonymous and at CBS and at all the other places that I worked, um, they, they, they help, they're helping me now in my career and, and what mm -hmm. I'm doing now. And, and being able to to you know have a schedule and, and, and stick to it and, and and being able to um uh, uh really focus on what I want to do and how I do it and then also how to navigate the industry too because if I didn't have these experiences then I wouldn't know how to navigate the industry right and so I'm 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 I'm, I'm thankful for for those experiences as well the good and the bad yeah I like the analogy of um, the mother pushing the bird out of the nest, um, but also adding to it because I'm like a I like to imagine <laughs> things when people mm -hmm. are talking. Um, when you were saying getting certain things from each place that you worked at, I was picturing the bird nitpicking, like eating off of things in order to, mm -hmm. you know, be able to have the nutrients that it needs to be able to fly and go about mm -hmm. his day and go about his business. So I, I don't like when people feel like they have to feel stuck in a certain place. Right. We, don't, we don't owe these corporations. Like you said, we don't owe the white man or the, the I always think like there's a big fat man sitting on top eating like all this <laughs> stuff while we're on the bottom of <laughs> suffering, like struggling 
you know that's the way i think so we're we're the ones that's feeding that that fat person on top so we need to get what we Mm -hmm. can get from them and move on and make our own businesses for ourselves like us black and brown people we can do that we have to what i love what tyler perry said tyler perry said uh, uh when he gave the analogy about uh not 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 sitting uh not constantly begging to be sit at someone else's table. It's like I'm not gonna mm. beg to at your table. I'm gonna create my own table. Build your right. own table. That's where I that's where I was. It's like why am I why am I stressing out day in, day out, being underpaid, being well, talked down to, being 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 disrespected to try to sit at a table with you? trying to prove that i'm worthy when i already know that and I i'm am. the one right. bringing the food and the juice and the wine right. everything to the table i'm cooking the food i'm preparing the food and then I, i'm trying to i'm trying to convince them. that sounds a lot like a, a, a mm. uh, exactly. <laughs> hey, wait, hey, hey. i don't want to say it i don't want to say it <laughs> but y'all already know what i'm talking right. about right bringing it I'm, in setting it up right. and watching them eat what you prepared hello <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Getting the scrap at the end of, after they're finished, right, Simone? No, I'm so serious. <laughs> I literally did a project once, and I, the person that I was working with literally was like, told the the manager, "I finished this," and I'm sitting there like, "So we didn't work on this together. This wasn't a group project. Mm. That was that was a solo effort. I quit. Mm. I quit. <laughs> I quit. But no, story for another day. But yeah, <laughs> right." <laughs> Wow. Oh my God. But what I'm wondering now is do you think social media has an impact on um imposter syndrome? Like we spend a lot of time, whether we consciously know it or not, on social media. So do you think that's like putting people in the quote unquote dark places that they feel or feeling less than? Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't care what industry, what type of person, mm-hmm. if you are looking at something or somebody on social media and trying to figure out why do they have that or how did they get that why am I not there yet that that comparison they say comparison is the thief of joy like if you're going to constantly sit there and looking at other people and how they got to where they got and even though social media ain't really showing you how they got what they got they just showing you there like you're going to continue to constantly find yourself in a place of damn I'm, I'm not sure if I could do that it's it's definitely social media is it's a it's a blessing and then it's also it's also a curse you know it's like especially depending on the field that you're in because like you need it but then you also it, it it also can really really affect your mental um i'm going through it right now sometimes now that i'm branching or i'm expanding um uh some of my business or my, and my career goals more fitness stuff now and um and you know, I'll be a certified personal trainer in a couple of weeks um, when I finish my courses. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but um, but yeah, just you know, you're always having to compare yourself. You know, I, and and for me, it's like right now, I'm I'm, I'm good because I know where I was a year ago, and I know what I've been able to accomplish in such a, a short bit of time. And I'm like, you know, I'm gonna get there. And I so right now, I'm at the phase where I'm like, okay. I'm using it as motivation, looking at looking at certain, you know, other influencers and fitness people. I'm like, okay, that that's where I want to get. That's why yes. I, I want to get. But it, it 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 and I can only imagine because for like people, because when we were teenagers, we didn't really have social media like that. Like not not to the level of what we have exactly. right now. Yeah. And so, you know, we're seeing like, you know, the 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 suicide rate increase for like teenage teenagers because of the 
social pressure of social media. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'm like, wow, because I'm, I'm 30, I'm 30, I'll be 33 next month. And I feel social pressure sometimes through social media. So I can only imagine what a, a, a 15 year old might be going through having to feel like they have to live up to a certain, you know, certain uh, uh, lifestyle online. It's rough. It's hard. But then at the same time, when you when when things are good and, and you want to you want to share it and you want people to know what's yeah. going on and stuff, so it's it's a it's a blessing. It's, it's a curse. I don't know where the fine line for it is. Uh, um, but yeah, I think it's something that we're we're, we're this is this new media, so we're we're still trying to navigate it and figure out how it's going to work um, in the long run for everyone. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. I think um, social media can be a bully or it can be your best friend. There's mm-hmm. some negative things that's out there and there's some positive things that's out there as well. But it's also depending on our perspective. I notice for myself that when I'm happy and joyous, then I tend to see the happy and joyous things. But when I'm sad and in a rut, then that's when mm-hmm. you know, those are the things that I'm seeing. But is yeah. it those aren't the only things that's really on there. That's just what I'm paying attention to at that time. Right. Um, so right. it's all about perspective. And I didn't always talk like this because it's easier for me to point the finger and say, oh, social media is the cause of this or whatever. Yes, it adds on to it, but I'm the one that's in control. Nobody got a gun to my head. Right. Thank God um, to say, hey, scroll on Instagram and see what other people are doing and see where they are in life and look at where you're at and compare it. No, right. that's just something right, that right. I'm subconsciously doing. Like, dang, she got Lexus. Dang, she got a condo. Dang, mm. they got, and it's like that self-comparison going on to when we were younger, right? Like we didn't have social media, but we had aunties and, and grandparents in our ears. Hey, honey, what you want to be when you grow up? How you going to mm-hmm. get there? And then in middle school, I remember making fake um birth certificates and marriage certificates saying oh when I turn 18 I'm gonna have my (laughs) My husband and I'm gonna have my my kids (laughs) by 25 and I'm gonna have this and like setting up this timeline for ourselves that we're now is social media is comparing ourselves to other people that's in the same age range they may be in separate careers but it's like yo she playing with a thousand dollars on Coinbase and I only got ten dollars on Coinbase like what am I doing wrong like what's wrong with me? Mm. Did I choose the wrong route? So it's it's yes, it's comparison out there because other people are like Moni said, putting their joyous moments um, on the screen, but uh, we don't see the struggles that they have. We know our own struggles and we know right. our own praises. And, and let's not get it twisted because sometimes people might be looking at us too, like man, because we only put the the good stuff on. Exactly. So they might be looking at us the same way, like wow, we want we want what they have. So it's always so in life. There's always going to be that 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 level of want and that level of desire. Um, but it's also we have to remember that you are in the place that you need to be at the current place mm, that you are yeah. right right Come right on. then and there. Uh, because uh, you know I, I you know I would love to have a million followers and and, and be an influencer and this and this and this and that. But I might not be ready for that right now. You know yeah. you know I might not be ready for that because when I get that. Maybe I'm going to want 10 billion million followers. I'm going to be one of them. You know, you know, right. and, 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 I want yeah, more. Be, right. You're always going to be wanting more. And you're always going to be like, right, you know, a million dollars for me, right, for me right now sounds 
amazing. But what if I get a million dollars and that's the only million dollars I have? And right. I'm constantly like trying to figure out where's the next million, where's yeah. the next five million. I need, I need ten. Like, like you know, oh man, he got ten million. I only got a million. And this concept constantly always going to be the case. Mm-hmm. The, that's the capitalistic society that we live in. Right. Absolutely. I think if people get a good balance of it, though, and like look like an introspective and say, okay, it, mm-hmm. don't blame it on social media, but what about myself too? Because like you said, some people do look at us and I'll say all three of us and whoever's watching you too um, and say, oh, I want to be like you. I want to be like them. And like, you might look at yourself like, oh, I'm regular. Like, like the lady, I, I don't really follow celebrities or too much, but the lady who used to be Miss America or something who just committed suicide not long ago. Right. You right. might look at you her like, damn, she's so beautiful. She got this, she got that, da, 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 da. but you never know what's not being shown or what's and like nobody saw that coming. Right? Nobody saw that coming. And yeah. so when that hit the world, it was just like, wait, wait, what? Wait, she's like basically perfect. Like, what you yeah, mean? Exactly. <laughs> and that might have been too like, much for her. That could that might have been exactly. too much for her. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Or she could have wanted more. She could have felt like she had, she could have felt despite all of her, her successes, she could have felt like, like she had to reach the level that she felt like she was at. And that could have been, like, we, we never know what people are. We just have to stay focused on, on our own path because yeah. we're in staying in our own lane. Because sometimes we're always exactly. trying to be top in other people's lanes and we're not supposed to be in their lane. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I said this once, I can't remember exactly how I said it before, but I recorded a video about the quote comparison being the thief of joy it's like you have to embrace your own story you know you're, you're writing the chapters of your own book now you may want to be inspired and look over at somebody else's book and be like oh that's pretty dope I like how they did that and, you know be inspired to continue on your own journey but you can't live nobody else's journey but your own you have to continue right. writing your your own your own book and continue growing and striving as a person that you are and who you want to be you can't be you nobody can't, else you, but you boo right you can't be riding a bike wishing that you were riding a bike on the HOV lane on the 405, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're riding a bicycle, but you want to, you want to switch, you want to, you want to hop over onto the 405 on a bicycle. Not, not happening. <laughs> right. You're not ready for that. Definitely not, not on the 405 either. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Nobody gonna let a bike merge. What? Right. <laughs> you're trying to merge on the 405 on a, on a, on a tricycle. <laughs> <laughs> know your lane. Yeah. Right. <laughs> anything else on this question oh no no i'm i'm no. question is settled yeah <laughs> okay well i did want to touch on the best friend part so like there's of course the negative thoughts and everything that comes from social media but i don't know if it's coming with age or just the time that we're in that there are some good things out on social media now like people remind like uh, the other day i wish i had the post in front of me but there was something about basically what I said about the timeline, we created these timelines, but there's nothing set in stone that says, by this age, you have to have this, and by this age, you have to have that, and I love the reminders of, um, Oprah didn't start this until she got that, or, like, I was listening to Steve Harvey, and I never knew that he was homeless before he got to the point that he was at, everyone knows about Tyler Perry's story, so it's so many different people's stories, whether they got to the same ending or whether they had their own journey is so many different stories that makes it unique you have to find your own song your own rhythm your own book your own lane to be in and that's the only way that you'll get there because if we're all in the same lane it's going to be overcrowded and nobody's going to get anywhere right and i don't right. like traffic <laughs> that far <laughs> hello right. 
especially yeah. that LA traffic. Right. <laughs> so how do we get out of the traffic? How do you overcome or manage your imposter syndrome? Mm. I, I can honestly say it's embracing my journey. I had to remind myself over a long period of time and going through my own darks, being in my own dark space that I am at the right place at the right time. Like I had to understand that I was going through what I was going through in order to grow into the person that was meant for me to be. Like how I said earlier, the person I was a year ago, three years ago, I'm not that same person. And Mm. I am confident in the person that I am now. Where I am right now, the me five years ago wasn't ready for this. Mm -hmm. Right. So I am proud of the person that I am and the woman that I am becoming because- The where I see my life headed, I know for a fact that I'm going to get there and I'm just going to keep continuing to pursue the things that make me happy. That's another thing. I'm doing things unapologetically without worrying about what anybody really has to say about it. I really don't need you to believe in my dream. I need to believe in my dream. I need to I need to invest in me and I will be surrounded by those who are going to be on this journey with me. You can fall off wherever you please. You don't have to come up here with me because I know when I go up, I'm pulling up others that deserve to be here too. Like, and I know it's right. other people that I'm associated with that's on that same wavelength. Like we are here to help each other. And it's just, it's a matter of mindset, changing the mindset and understanding that when you, when you believe in it, it's, it's really true. Like when they say you a kid, you believe it, you can do anything you want to do. As a kid, you're like, yeah, but as an adult, it's kind of like, no. I'm I'm living and breathing that truth. Yeah. Right. And for me it's 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 trusting the process. It's it's trusting it's it's trusting if you when you when you're convicted, you know you're supposed to do something, you gotta you gotta just trust the process. It might take longer. Don't don't put a timeline on 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 certain things. Sometimes you just gotta take certain things day by day. Have have have, have short term goals. Um, rather than saying by, you know, by, by this time next year, I'm going to be a, a yeah. millionaire. Cause that, that might, that might not happen. You can try. So don't, don't, don't get it twisted. It's very well, it's, it's very much possible, but taking, taking it day by day, not comparing yourself to other people. And then also knowing, knowing, being real, being real with yourself knowing, did I really put in as much time as I, I, I should have <laughs> put on this? As, did I really go as hard as I really should have gone on this? Because there's days today, even now, where I'm like, man, I did not do everything I was supposed to do on my agenda. I'm going to have to push that to tomorrow. But I probably could have. But, I, I, you know, it's really about going that extra mile. And if you, if, if you look back in hindsight and you know that, okay, I probably didn't go the extra mile on most days or, 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 or last week. So I can't get mad that I didn't win a race that I didn't, you know, I didn't push, push hard for, you know, you know, if I, if I, if I, if I didn't earn it, I did, I can't get mad that I didn't receive it, you know? And so uh, um, sometimes you gotta, you gotta be, don't let other people be your judge. Sometimes you gotta be your own judge, you know, where you have to set the standard. You have to set the, you have to set the, the goal, but then you also have to set, you have to set the market, you have to set the pace. Because if when you when you realize that okay, and it helps you it helps you be be I guess for me at least it helps me be a, a little less angry with myself when I know okay I did not go as hard as I should have gone 
I did not do everything I should have gone. So I can't be mad at nobody else but myself. I can't mm. blame that person. You know, I can't because if, 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 if I would have did everything I should have done, then maybe it could have happened the way I, I expected it to or I, I wanted it to. So what am I going to do? Am I going to complain? Am I going to mope? Am I going to give up? Or am I just going to go harder next time? You know? Yeah, you got to go hard and check. <laughs> you got to put yourself right. in check sometimes because nobody right. else, especially if they don't care for you, is going to do right. that. Right, right. Because they're just going to drop you. They're like, at a certain point, people are just going to be like, okay, whatever. And they're just going to, they're, they're going to let you go. And they're just going right. to, you, you're, uh, when you become of no value to them, they're going to let you go. But how much value do you have to yourself? You have to, you have to put more value into yourself. And that's where I'm at right now. I'm like, I got to start putting more value into me, investing into me, investing into, and then part of investing into, your, into yourself is, could be financial, but it also could be just your time. And your energy and 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 your willpower mm-hmm. you know investing that into yourself on a daily basis is mm-hmm. what's really going to get you to that next level absolutely come on somebody can, can i get on. a amen <laughs> <laughs> yes i i wholeheartedly agree with everything that you're saying um for my answer i'm thinking back to the negative or the way that i displayed it as the negative is caring about what other people think. Um, but there's a mm. certain, like those people who matter to me is what will help me to overcome. So like Simone, my mom, my nephews, like, and you know who you are if you're watching. I don't want to go down the <laughs> list of everybody, but you know, people who love me and genuinely care, like those times that I wanted to get, those times that I had suicidal ideation, those times that mm. I felt lost and I didn't know who I was and where I was going in life those are the people who came to my mind when I was going across that bridge right. to work and wondered, damn, should I pull over and just jump right now? No, because then mm, how miserable will Simone's life be for the rest of her life that I decided to do that? Very Not great. just to myself, but I'm doing that to other people, you know? So those same people who encourage me, they're putting a battery in my back to keep going and to remember right. who the F I am at the end of every day even the days that I decide to be lazy, like it's okay to have a lazy day. And my friends tell mm-hmm. me that. Yep. And I don't, you know, like I, I think on um, what a podcast or probably was a conversation that I was like, yo, I felt like the bummiest of bums. And I got on Twitter and everybody was being the bummiest of bums. They was like, yo, this is a relaxing day. I'm chilling. But it was mm-hmm. crazy because I needed that co- confirmation from everyone else or quote unquote, I thought I needed that confirmation from everyone else to be okay with being a bum um but yeah like the positive confirmation from people who I genuinely care about and they genuinely care about me um that helps me but aside from that it's therapy being involved in therapy and and getting to the root of why am I not confident why do I care so much about what other people think why don't I see myself as dope as I am you know it's it's something that's coming from that little yaya and that's why Simone knows but I got little yaya Oh, it's not going to show because right, I ain't nothing there. <laughs> it's on, yeah, it's on sleep right now because I'm supposed to be focused, but I have like myself as the background of my phone because I want to remi- remind myself of like, you're doing this for her. You're focused mm. to, you know, do this for her. You're not doing it for anybody else. Um, and that's what matters at the end of the day. So therapy and the, um, the, energi- the energizer bunnies in my life. That's what helps right. me to overcome and manage my imposter syndrome. 
syndrome. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad you, you mentioned just putting, putting value into, into uh, the people that, you know, that, that, that really are looking at, looking up to you and looking, looking, looking to you um, or rooting for you. Because sometimes I know, especially when you're younger, you might, when we're younger and we're in college and we're starting off a career, we always want to impress the wrong people. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. but we have, we, we have family and we have people and we, we sometimes we put our, put, and I know for me, I can't speak for you guys, but for, I know for me, there's been years where I was, I would put these people who really don't care before like my family, like, you know, I, w- I wouldn't go home on certain, certain holidays and I would rather, you know, do friends getting with these people, like, yeah. you know, and, and, or, 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 or just certain things, uh, uh, just where I would put other people above the people who actually truly value me. And now that I'm a little older, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm always in Atlanta now. I'm always going back. I'm going back to Atlanta next week. Cause I'm, I, it, 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 it helps energize you yes. Um, yes. being around the people who are who actually want to see you succeed because right. every time I go back and I'm around these people and they no matter no despite my failures despite the, where I'm at in my career they're still proud of me you know still proud. And that, that is energizing like yes. like to be a, when you to be around people that no matter what you might have f- fallen down but you just got back up and they're Feel proud of you. Okay, Donnie. Joe, Joe blow off the street uh, <laughs> that you just met uh, last year. They're not gonna be proud of you when you fall and got, get back up. They're just gonna be like, okay, yeah, back but up you're, again. You're, but the, right, but your family <laughs> your, and your your support system, the people who have been there from day ones, your day ones, yeah, um, the people that will actually be devastated if you left this world, not the people who might do a little post or oh, RT. Hello. <laughs> on, on on social media and that's that's as far as i'm willing to try to find old pictures lit- of y'all right right not the oh i need to find a picture you ain't say had a picture with me not since fifth people, grade the people right the people that would literally it'll change their entire life if you well, left this world those are the people that we really have to use as our energy to oh be yes. able to especially those days when we're feeling low and we're mm-hmm. feeling like we haven't gotten there because when you pick up that phone and you talk to them They'll always bring you back up because because that's real love, you know. Yeah. That's and 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 I'm learning now that I'm a little older to, to invest more time into those people, um, um, because at the end of the day, they are what matters most. Absolutely, absolutely. Ooh, come y'all about to make me emotional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love uh, when people talk about energy because it's real. Like I used to. Mm-hmm. You're like oh this voodoo and this crazy stuff but it is real you know um the energy that you feel when you're around loved ones you can be in the room silent but just right. to be home for you that's mm-hmm. like going back to your loved ones in Atlanta but it can also be like I'm sure if you have a FaceTime call or check in with them you feel at home you feel in a place right. where you where you're protected where you're secure where you're loved it just does something to you as mm-hmm. a being. So, yeah, that's yeah. my answer. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Love it, love it, love it, love it. This was such a great conversation. I'm it was. so excited. I was nervous. Right? I wasn't sure how this was going to go. I, but... I want to say one more thing. I want to say with the, with, the, with, the, with the people, your your day ones, the people that truly, truly love you, you'll never be an imposter with them, no matter what. Never. Ever. Ever. Come on, ended it on that. What's 
I love that. <laughs> ever, never, ever. You will never feel like that. Get on my level, what? Period. <laughs> and that's and that's another thing that goes with vibes. It's just the people that you around. You just know. You just you know. know. You'll yeah. never feel like an imposter. Never. And that's who you need that's to perfect. have in, in your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So before we go, you have to let the people know where they can find you. I know you got social media, website, whatever. You know, you yep. must be personal training and stuff. You got to let the people know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, my website is uh, princedominic.com. Dominic is spelled D-O-M-O-N-I-C-K. Um, and then my uh, Instagram is prince underscore dominic at prince yes no it's at prince underscore dominic is my uh, my instagram i'm not much of a a tweeter so i'm gonna have a twitter and it's i think it's the same thing prince underscore dominic uh but yeah that's where you find me yes thank you so much for joining us thank you this was great i loved it thanks for having me yes i was so excited about this and we finally made it happen here we go yo here we go yo so what's the what's the what's the scenario and today look my day <laughs> in today's dorm story segment we'll be reading an article from medium.com with interviews about imposter syndrome they ask a series of questions to people that have suffered from imposter syndrome and asking what it felt like to have it and also giving tips on how they were able to deal with it. So I'm not going to read all of them. <laughs> there are quite a few, but I'm going to choose three answers from each section and see if it relates to what we were talking about in our last segment with Mr. Prince Dominic. Yes. All right. So the first one is, well, the question is, what does imposter syndrome feel like? How has it affected you or the actions that you took? I never negotiated salary because I was scared I wouldn't get it. I thought that I should prove myself before asking for more money. I think this relates back to what I was talking about in the Hot Topic segment about the job that I had and I never asked for (laughs) what I deserve. I didn't speak up for myself. And part of that was in regards to me wanting more money. I didn't stand I didn't stand my ground in regards to what I should have had. Yeah. And I kind of settled and I settled for something else and I shouldn't, I shouldn't have done that. Right. But I can definitely relate to just not feeling it. I'm, am I worth this much? Do I really, do I really work hard enough to receive the amount of pay that I'm asking for? Right. Knowing like if you're worthy for something, but also it's weird to know how much a certain um, job title is worth because I feel like a lot of us, we don't talk about, how much people like it's like a taboo to say how much your salary is to someone else or give them the true starting range it's like I don't know why people don't talk about it so I think that helps it and that's like you know feeling like okay just like you said have I been working up to this dollar amount or do I need to prove it first no why do you have to prove it first and put the work in you know know your worth and stand on it so yeah but I have we've all been there Right. It's relatable. Why not shopping? The next me, you never actually say nothing. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have a tendency to say yes to everything, regardless of whether the work is feasible, timeline-wise, and workload-wise. It's led to some 13-hour days Sheesh. at work because I've bitten off more than I could chew. Me and a yes, man. Yes, man. Yes, I'll do that. I have no problem doing that. What else do you need me to do? 
I can do it. And sometimes trying to be an overachiever mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't really equate to you getting that promotion that you want. Sometimes it could just be using you knowing that you're yes. so quick to do it. Yep. Oh, I know this person is going to say yes without even needing to give them more money. So why even hire John, Jack, and Jill to do it when I know that Moni going to do it anyway? Right. Plus, on top of that, you're probably doing something that you ain't supposed to be doing. You're probably not getting paid for it. Mm-hmm. You're just trying to show, like, you, like, you're very eager to, you know, want to get to the next step or whatever you believe that that might be right. in regards to what you need to do and end up doing stuff that you don't need to do, that you're not getting paid for. Sometimes mm-hmm. people actually do something just to see if you'll say that. And then you say yes, and they keep asking you. It's like, dang, well, I said yes the first time. Or you think, well, dang, maybe this is going to put me up for the next position. And you're still scared to say anything. So close mouths don't get fed. You got to speak up for yourself. Exactly. And then you're tiring. Like, what the hell? Like, what's going on with your work and life balance, too? If you work at 13 hours a day. Like, I hope they ain't got no kids. on the, But even if, like, where's your life for yourself? Right. You get so endowed, like, into work. And who are you at the end of the day? Where's your social life? Yeah, like <laughs> overworked, sleepy. That's not for me. Exactly. I don't want that type of lifestyle because I've definitely been in a position where I was saying yes to certain things because I was at a point where I was like, I, I got, I just got, I got to do something. So, like, just trying to like get my name out there to do certain things, saying yes, I'll help you out with that. Yes, I'll help you out with that. Oh, you need me for that? experience. Yes, that. Right, getting experience, and now I got three, four projects that I realize I didn't say yes to and I really don't have the time and effort to put into all of them but I also don't want to say no because I can't do it no more because I don't want to seem as if I'm not reliable right you know so I've definitely been there but at times you just have to be honest if you know you don't have the time to do something like I said it's timeline wise if you know you can't put in the time let them know when you'll be able to do it mm-hmm. and if they need to find somebody else they'll let you know all right and don't feel bad because some people will be like well I'll just ask John to do it well, I'll just ask Becky to do it. Okay, let them ask. Like, it's the tone mm-hmm. sometimes that they'll say it, but don't, you know, feel bad because then if you have all these projects that you're doing, how are you really giving it your all and 100% in the, in the task? So I would rather have one project that's, like, gleaming and, like, really beautiful, like, perfect, opposed to five and it's, like, mediocre. And it, this like, oh, well, this isn't all my work. You know, this isn't my best work. It's just because I had so much going on. Right. So you take this one. Take yeah. time on this one. Didn't even finish that one. So just think about your name that you're setting for yourself and being true to yourself. And if you have to write everything down and know, okay, it takes me this amount of minutes to type this and this amount of minutes to do all this or whatever and really figure out. And even if you tell Jill at that moment, hey, I would love to, but I need to think about it first. Don't be afraid to do that either. Exactly. all of this is honestly easier said than done but because i know we've all been there before where we've been that yes ma'am person in the situation but it's also a learning um experience and last one for this section i question my knowledge of subjects well within my expertise to the point of deferring to the opinions of others who don't have my level of expertise i often turn out to be right but I question myself so much in that moment that I never assert that I know what I'm talking about. Those few times that I'm wrong serve as proof that I really don't know anything. Dang. That's a, that's a, for me, I, I, I get it to the point where it's just kind of like, you want to say something sometimes, but then you don't want to, I don't want to seem as if like, am I saying too much? Like, I've definitely been in a position where I knew someone was wrong. I corrected them, 
And once they realized I was right, there was no, there was no apology of anything. Like mm-hmm. I, I put this information in correctly. This is what it says. And they got an attitude with me because they thought that I did it wrong. When I spoke up for myself and I actually said, no, this is correct. And it's the right way to do it. When they found out that I was right, it was more so like, a, hmm. mm-hmm. opposed to like, oh, I apologize for making the mistake of you know blaming you for something that was actually done correctly right I did not I did not take easy to that I'm sure (laughs) yeah um it is making me think of what we talked about earlier with Dominic is that I mean sorry Prince um (laughs) that confidence like knowing knowing like yeah I know my stuff opposed to questioning myself um about the expertise especially like they said that person is not even knowledgeable in that. So it made me think of, for me, I studied certain things in school, but I never studied art. So I will like, I still have my canvases because it's just like, dang, I don't even know if Shakespeare um, went to school or Picasso, Picasso went to school or anything like that. So it's like, I didn't study this. Can I really say I'm an artist? I didn't study poetry. Can I really say I'm an artist? I, I don't have the certificate or anything tangible to say that opposed to just the decreeing it I mean declaring it for myself and believing in it or going to people and say do you like this painting opposed to saying no I like this painting and I'm going to put it out there so um just like again what we spoke about earlier the confidence and just you know not needing anybody to justify you or put that stamp of approval approve yourself assert yourself assert yourself (laughs) message Okay, now we're going to go down to the last section that is giving tips on how to handle imposter syndrome. So I need these the, tips. One is, actually, this is the one. <laughs> <laughs> it says, I take a step back and ask or tell myself, is this an opportunity I want to act on? Mm-hmm. Yes, qualifications be damned. I am the only one who decides that I deserve a seat at the table. I qualify myself. The real catastrophe is not having the courage to do it. It's me walking and knowing. I also recommend writing all of your wins in the journal and draw strength from those memories and moments of self-doubt. I like that. Like that, that is the one y'all. There yeah. is the one that says meditation, exercise, therapy, but <laughs> I feel like with a combination of all those things plus this comment right here, qualifications to dance. Yeah. I'm I am deserving of this position. I know that I can do it. Right. It's also again taking us taking me back to the conversation we had when I said, um, dang, we we can't even sit at the table when we're the ones that put the stuff on the table. Like you have to show that like I made I made the the collard greens, the the yams, the turkey, the cranberry sauce, the drinks, all that stuff from scratch. And I can't even get not even a bone from the table. Um, get the leftovers. Yeah, so that part. And also, it made me think of, um, you know, people in the beginning of the, of the year have all these ideas and everything. So mm-hmm. one thing that I saw was people having the um, jar, but I think it's called like a blessings jar. So anytime something good that week or even that day happens, you write what that thing is and then you put it in a jar and it's good to come back um, quarterly or even if you're just having a bad day to go back and look at all the blessings that you had and remind yourself of those things like, oh, I am that bitch or, oh, I am, you know, worthy or I did get a promotion and then I forgot about that or, 
um, oh my God, I did have fun. I did travel like those things because sometimes when you're down, you're really down and you can't think of those things. But if you have that reminder jar or like they said, reminder journal, whatever it is. I think the jar may be better for some people who aren't into writing or reading because, or if you're not into reading because I can write all I want, but a lot of times I'm not going to go back and read those long right. pages of, that I have. So if you want something like a short, quick reminder, the jar may be for you. Right. right. I've definitely been thinking about doing a gratitude um jar for myself whether it's like something that I'm grateful for every day so like at the end of the day to just sit and think about something that I'm grateful for whether it's something I'm grateful for in the past or something I'm grateful for for that day Mm -hmm. it's just that reminder for that day so that I can just go back whenever I need you know a boost for myself to just go back and remind myself of the things that I'm grateful for and how I made it to where I am and the things that I have to look forward to opposed to like in those moments when you are down and out and you just don't know how to get yourself out of that like just having something that you can sometimes just tangible that you can hold on to mm-hmm. um to look back on like I did that mm-hmm. whether it's a college degree a painting a book you know a date <laughs> any of that just ways to remind yourself that you need to be proud of you yeah yeah, so she's going to have 365 cards, guys, inside her jar. <laughs> I'm going to start on my birthday. That's cool. I, I use my birthday as a new year, too. Like, when I have the um the savings, like, a dollar for this week, two dollars for the second week, or whatever, I start on my birthday yeah, as a new year. Birthday is the start of the true new year. Yeah, period. Okay. 22, all about you. March three, all about me, <laughs> baby, wee wee, money, money. That is the end of our dorm story segment. If you can relate to anything that we said or anything that you want to add, go ahead and comment right down below. And before we go, we got to give y'all the announcements. Per- I'm gonna look back at this like, why did I make that face? It's time for announcements. It's time for announcements. It's time for announcements. It's time for announcements. All right, welcome to the announcement segment, everybody. Glad you made it through the entire show, and now you're here to find out what you need to know. Okay. <laughs> so our first announcement, of course, we want to thank our special guest for coming on. Just like we said, this is the first segment where we had a poetry guest for our sweet two two three segment. So thank you so much. Jean, Mr. Changing Lives, for joining us during this segment. Right. It was actually more than I expected. Right. I it off of season three. Right, like I thought it was going to be, okay, he comes and shares his poem, he gives his inspiration before, and ta-da, that's it. But it really was like, yo, this is really juicy information. It's like, okay, like it's giving what I didn't yeah. expect, but I'm keep it I coming. Keep it coming. So thank you, Jean, for joining us y'all don't forget to check him out follow his social medias we're gonna put all that stuff in the description box down below we also want to thank prince dominic for joining us her brother from another mother (laughs) um for coming to us to sorry joining us with our dorm story segment and just sharing all his business all his personal business so that you can learn and reflect and that we can learn from each other as well from situations that we've gone through um that hopefully made us stronger and even in those moments that it made us feel weak you know before your wound the hill is going to be broken and t- torn and and not like fresh but you know you you 
grow through things and it'll make you a better person and um, heal on its own. Yes, amen. Hopefully it may have inspired some of y'all to be vulnerable and open about situations you've been in that actually qualifies as imposter syndrome. Right. So, and you have ways to deal with that now if you didn't have an idea of how to, to get through it. So definitely shout out to both of them. Both segments just flowed into one another. It did. Like, Unexpectedly. Whoa. Like we didn't say, okay, <laughs> Jean, this is the topic, so come with this poem. Like it was just... You did. You That's did. What I'm about to say. You did. The first be knowing. Uh-huh. It be knowing. Uh-huh. The universe be. Bro, what that's like some sage right here. Like, I'm doing the one of these. Album coming soon, y'all. Album coming soon. <laughs> right. And our next announcement is. We want to announce our BBG winner, aka Black Business Giveaway winner for the month of February. You answered the question, you followed all of the rules, and we would like to give a big shout out to our girl, our sis. Because it's too wrong, Courtney. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Courtney Ray. Congratulations, Courtney. You are the winner of so many great prizes. First of all, you're getting the Love Loud journal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then you're getting some eyelashes from the Lash Bar. Yes. In Ooh. Atlanta. Ooh, coloring book from Keep It Vertical. Keep It Vertical. You're getting a candle. Wait, this candle is not a regular candle. It's a body massage oil candle. So you can mm-hmm. light that thing, put that thing on yourself and moisturize or you can massage somebody else however you want to do it (laughs) yes and we want to thank victoria for providing that from the central well before both of their names are victoria so victoria from the central society is donating the candle and then we have fit with vic which is the other victoria (laughs) providing um a package for a workout session with courtney and then we also have dang this is a long list we have some oils some hair oils that's being provided um actually like i was putting in <laughs> <laughs> from deshera and her business the black beauty organics and then we also have body butter from dequatia she's offering that from her business for you body butter these are like dang, can i win that's what i'm saying like these are shoes it's like every year the prizes get like Better and better. They are nice. They are nice. For those of y'all that didn't participate, you gotta wait for the next competition. But congratulations, overall. Congratulations, girl. We can't wait for you to get it and let us know how you love the product. Yes. Yes. And our next announcement is our March question of the month in honor of Women's History Month. It is. Actually, I need to look, y'all. <laughs> We've oh. been real here. <laughs> what words of wisdom did your grandmother give you? Mm. That's what we are asking this month in the March question of the month. Prize uh, TBD. But make sure you answer. You can answer down below. Yes. You can answer on our question of the month video when it's posted on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. And you can also answer on our Instagram page. Yeah. Ooh, you can answer on our Facebook page. Yeah. Ooh, and you can answer on our Twitter page. Wherever you see the poll, when you see the question, <laughs> wherever you, you see it, answer below, and that automatically inserts you into our giveaway. Right. Oh, uh, yeah. What she said. Yes. And I think that's that wraps it up for our announcements, right? Well, one last thing. If y'all would like to, y'all can tell me happy birthday. Yeah. <laughs> 
Mommy is turning 55, y'all. Can y'all believe it? Like, she looks good. She looks good. You see her? Black don't crack, baby. So, so I, I didn't even know she's going to go to the thing. <laughs> but anywho, yes, 32. By the time y'all see this. Anywho, 32. Anywho, 32 in the year 2022. Here's the question that everybody hates. How does it feel to be a day older? <laughs> I'm sure it feels the same. It feels, I guess, great. I made it to another year starting my new year. That's been my birthday. It was a better job. By the time I'm hearing this, I will actually be, you know. She's 55. It's still alive. I hope I am still alive at 55. But, yes, as of March 4th, your girl is 32. It's my birthday down there. I'm still taking gifts, gifts and things, money and swings all month long. And chicken wings. Okay. Yes, chicken wings. Yes, that's what I was gonna say. Yes. But other than that, that's all I have. Girl, do you have anything else? Stay black. Stay proud.